Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. And boy, oh boy, do the guests pile up. We've got another. And and to be honest, you know, every time we have one, we, we just laud praise on them. We Yeah, we do. We, you know, and I was throwing palm branches at their feet. You were really I didn't do that this time. And I, I feel borderline flattery of it. It's say. true. And I would never cross that line. Right. But, you know, just short of you it. You came is up fine. to it, yeah. But, you know, we've just got a guy who's who's a special kind of guy. Yeah. He's a neat kind of guy. I can't believe he's never been on. Well, I can't either. And to be honest, I can't believe when you asked him that he didn't ask for a, uh, ask for like, you know, he didn't bill us. No, exactly. This is my fee. Well, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Today we have Tim Payne with us. We do. Hello, Tim. Hi guys. How are you? Great. Great to have you. And we joked last week that your wife made it on here before you did. It, which is, I mean, it wasn't as, even a joke. It was, it was, it was serious. <laughs> as it should be. Yeah, as it should be. She was more qualified, you'd say. <laughs> more qualified. Yeah. Yeah. Better that's sounding true. Voice, yeah. So. Jared and I as well. Our wives should be on here before we are for sure. So <laughs> she did a great job just talking about uh, how did. to think through managing, yeah. managing home life at an unusual time. Yeah, for sure. So we've kind of made a shift in our podcast a little bit where we've gone really practical in some mm-hmm. of uh, some of the things we're talking about, right? How to yeah. uh, how to uh, deal with what's going on in these days. Yeah, and it's some a huge shift. I mean, <laughs> how we live our lives. Yeah, previously we were, we'd just been talking about all kinds of stuff, but this has yeah. been really, really focused. And so the reason we invited you on, Tim, you know this, but is we're going to talk about today your financial life, your finances in a time of pandemic. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I, I was commenting to Jared before we came on that I'm seeing a lot in my newsfeed and I'm sure there's a lot on social media, but I'm seeing a lot in my newsfeed about, uh, you know, how to handle your finances, how to think about your finances, yeah. how to react at a time like this. But I'm seeing very little, it's, it's probably out there, but I'm seeing very little from a Christian perspective. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's voices that we all know yeah. that are saying things. I, they're just not coming, they're just not showing up in my feed. So I thought, wow, this is a real need for us to talk about, n- not that we can't learn a lot from, <laughs> you don't have to be a Christian to give financial advice, obviously. Sure. But, uh, but there is a biblical perspective and a Christian worldview and following Jesus does shape how we view our finances, right? Yeah, so I thought, absolutely. man, let's uh, let's bring Tim on to talk about that because I believe, Tim, you have a real gift and a real wisdom in this area. We're not bringing him on. Uh, just to be clear, he's not a certified financial planner. He's not giving professional advice. Uh, you can't sue him if you do what he says and it blows <laughs> up. Uh, so he, he's not a fiduciary. He's not responsible for your finances in the sort of the, uh, I mean, before the Lord he is, but, bef- but he doesn't have a responsibility in that way. He's not a certified financial planner, but yeah. he's a guy that we've leaned on a lot. Our, our finance team leans on him big time in the church budget. Uh, we've leaned on him. Uh, he's given financial counsel as part of our financial sort of discipleship team. He's counseled people about their budget and their finances. He's very, uh, you know, he's wise with regards to uh, not only budgeting, spending, but investing, retirement. Uh, he follows financial issues uh, both uh, in the market and in the news and more more importantly in the scripture. So I think the church may not know that, Jared, you yeah. know that, but uh, but a lot of people go to him and say, Tim, I'll send them. Somebody asked me a financial question, I'll often send them. And I've asked him, I ask him questions. We talk about this stuff pretty regularly. Yeah. So. He's a gift to us as a church, all joking aside. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's good. I think that's a great introduction. And, uh, you know, Tim, I, I would I just kind of want to ask, um, I mean, more basically, like, I'd like to hear about you, like, namely, you know, what's your favorite animal? 
a Bengal tiger. <laughs> really? Wow. Really? Yeah. He wow. It's good. I, w- I feel like I'd have to think about that, but that was specific. That wasn't vague, like oh, a lion no, or monkeys or, wow, that was good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your favorite color? Blue. Wow. Oh, okay. That's very kind of boring. Guy. That's pretty vanilla. Yeah. Okay. Let me extremely. guess. What's your favorite ice cream? It is not vanilla. <laughs> no, no, no. What is it? No, it's probably uh, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, yes, that's a good. No that's doubt. That's awesome. Chocolate peanut butter. That's awesome, no man. Doubt. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, answering my stupid questions. Yeah, sure, and, uh, I think that we really should, helps we us have coordinated know better Jared. about that. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should have coordinated because we should have done that before my uh, eloquent introduction about his no, 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 financial no, no. I think wisdom. Because it, it really it breaks helps it up it, a little bit. Yeah, it breaks it up. Okay, that's great. I'll try and think of some more stupid questions maybe for the end. Get on your computer and get some random trivia question about Tim's life, and between serious questions, you can give us something like that. Tim, what is your view on the post post uh, Civil War economics oh of the of he probably the has southern states? He probably has a view. They had a very difficult time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, why, okay. don't we, uh, why don't we get yeah, serious? Yeah. Okay. We'll jump in on these. Yeah, let's give a few questions to you, Tim. One thing I keep hearing that we're all hearing, uh, you know, and let's talk about finances generally, a little bit more macro than micro, our own personal budget. We keep hearing that. Um, we're in unprecedented financial times. Unprecedented, unpre- and, and I'm sure it is in some ways, but we keep hearing that adjective used. Yeah, unprecedented yeah. about the market. What, what do you think about that? Is, is, is everything financial in these days? Are we in totally uncharted waters? Unprecedented. Sure. Yeah, I think it's important. I mean, Ecclesiastes talks about there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's true. Obviously, there are unique factors, unique circumstances um, that people are facing right now. But there's no such thing as something that's never happened before in our experience um, from the standpoint of um, negative impacts and different, um, different things going on around us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the, the virus that we're specifically facing mm-hmm. obviously is unique. Sure. The, uh, the global connectivity that's tied to that virus is obviously unique. You know, you have yeah. the Spanish flu and other, other diseases that in the past, you know, you didn't have people flying, you know, cross, uh, cross continent, cross, you know, world, um, every day. And so obviously there's some changes there. Um, but strictly financially speaking, um, we're nowhere near like a great depression Mm -hmm. or some of the other, you know, post civil war, you know, (laughs) experiences where, where entire economies completely collapsed. And, Mm -hmm. And we're talking about a one month, currently like a one month hiccup mm-hmm. in our economy so mm-hmm. the idea that, that that we're you know apocalyptic at this point is probably overblown uh, yeah. i think if you if you zoom out historically um i do think we're experiencing something unusual um yeah. and i think the effects of it are kind of compounded by the political you know yep. sphere the polarization of you know us versus them that kind of everybody uh, jumps into, and um, I think it exposes some things about our society that we're not maybe um, normally aware of as much. You know, the selfishness and and kind of um, self-centeredness that mm-hmm. is so common in our world. That hey, w- you know, this is this is affecting me so much bigger than anything else has ever affected me. So yeah. it must be the worst thing that's ever happened <laughs> in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, well, no, there there have been people suffering and basically unable to feed their families around the world for yeah. years and years and years forever yeah. since yeah. the beginning. Yeah, well, a little perspective helps. Yeah, yeah so I think it's sure. important to kind of zoom out and just recognize, yeah, this is unusual and certainly unique, but not um, not unprecedented. I think that's an unhelpful yeah. thing. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to downplay what's happening to you and your family, what's happening to you and your community and your church and your city or whatever. Um, that's, that's really what 
is is most important for people specifically how they respond to that before mm-hmm. the Lord yeah. um, is is important. So I think um, while I wouldn't want to you know have a doomsday scenario of playing out in my mind, I, I do think it's important for people to recognize um, that the Lord is allowing certain circumstances mm-hmm. to hit you right now that are unusual, and how we respond to them before the Lord, I think, isn't is important. Yeah, that's really good. Um, okay, so one of the things that when you, so now you kind of ended there on a micro level, what is happening to me, what happens right. to me personally. So one of the obviously uh, great concerns has is uh, is unemployment. Right. I mean, the unemployment numbers came out a couple of days ago. They were astounding, yeah. astoundingly high. And so you look at a number out there and go, whatever, three million, three and a half million. I don't know what the new claims were, but but then you go, yeah, but we know people in our church or maybe you listening when it when it hits you personally or your family member or your friend, uh, then it it just got real, didn't right. it? Yeah. And so, what is your advice to someone um, someone who's lost their job or some people? People may not be losing their job, but they're having a pretty significant uh, reduction in their income. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're in sales or something like that. It's not like you're you're laid off, but boy, the, you're not getting what you you're not what you're used to. So, what do you say to someone if they came and said, "Hey, I, I lost yeah. my job"? Yeah, I think the first thing I would say is um, don't let your political view or your personal um, just your pride or fear. Um, hinder you from receiving the help yeah. from the Lord that He's provided and that He's ordained. Um, I think it's very easy to just say, "Well, no, you know, nobody's going to understand. I can't talk to anybody about this. I just have to try to figure this out on my own." Um, and and one of the things that um, is true now during pandemic, but it's also true really anytime you lose your job, anytime you lose your income, is God's provided people in a community around mm-hmm. you who are here to help and want to answer questions and want to help you, and they're not going to judge you because you lost your job mm. and say how can how come you didn't have a bigger emergency fund or how come you didn't you know yeah yeah we're, we, people are here to help and, and yeah, they want to serve and they want to bless you and and obviously the Lord has given us a government who's working very hard right now to try to figure out ways sure. to, to, you know, they just passed a bill on Friday that to, to try to stimulate the economy yeah. and provide some help. And um, there's state government and local government that are doing things to help as well. So I think the first thing is just to be willing to raise your hand and say, before the Lord, I need help and and, and so look good. around and ask for help. That's great. Um, I think it's so easy to um, try to do this all on your own, try to figure it out, try to read the bill and figure out how do I apply for everything. Just ask somebody, just, you know, just raise your <laughs> yeah. hand and say, hey, it's crazy times right now. How can I, you know, what do I do? How do I, how do I um, make the most of the opportunities that the Lord's put around me right now? So that would be one. I, I think communicate um, to, again, before the Lord, communicate with the Lord, pray, get on your knees and mm-hmm. pray and ask the Lord for wisdom. Um, but, but ask your family for help. Ask mm-hmm. your small group for help. Um, ask the government for help. There's there's websites being set up just for the specific purpose of helping yeah. people right now with COVID nineteen, you know, financial issues. So you know, the Bible talks about a multitude of counselors yeah. Yeah. is where wisdom is found. Ask everybody you can. You know, just uh, don't don't try to handle this on your own. Um, so that'd be those would be the first kind of couple of things I would say. I, I I would also say take action. Um, don't don't put your head in the sand and kind of just hope it goes away and put money put more on a credit card and just yeah. you know just sort of la 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 put your fingers in your ears and, and you know um, I, take action right now cut out the unnecessary things that you don't have to have in you know immediately um, and, and it'll it, it's it's not just about right now it's also recognize maybe the Lord's giving you an opportunity to see what are things that I was 
that I was doing that were wasteful or mm-hmm. things that I was doing that I didn't yeah. really need to be spending money on or whatever. Maybe the Lord's going to allow you to learn something from yeah, this good. process. So, um, you know, think through what things you are, are, are necessary and what things are, you know, things you desire or things you like. Um, so those would be a couple. Yeah. Um, also file for unemployment. Um, if you've lost your job, the, the Texas Workforce Commission has a great website set up where you can very quickly go through the process of filing for unemployment. There's there's increased benefits than normal right now that are oh. available through this bill um, that are that are the, the aid is coming quicker than it would normally. It's coming. There's more um, available to you. Um, so that's true whether you lost a job or whether you have a small business and you're just losing income. Okay. You know, even if you've get, even if you're not you've not been um, let go by some other company, you're still um, able to go and apply for some of those things. So just take advantage of that. Maybe you're maybe you don't really believe in big government. Maybe you don't really believe in you know the idea of of the government bailing out you know uh, people in the economy, but. Where we live right now, the yeah. Lord has provided that as a means. Yeah. So I would say take advantage of that means and use um, use what the Lord's provided and and receive it as a gift from the Lord. Yeah, don't, I agree uh, with don't that. Thumb your nose at it because maybe yeah. your politics gets in the way or something. Yeah, that's like our, that. when you first said politics, I didn't know where you were going with that. But that's a yeah. really good. That's really good. We're, yeah. we're not here to say whether big or small government and give chapter and verse on that from the Bible. Right. But yeah. but if you're in that camp, that's a really really good point. That's really good. I mean, I think the the temptation for for many is just to go straight to the, well, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like, man, this is a gift from the Lord. And right. by we common get, grace, it yeah, is. we can get so wrapped up in, in all the logistics and all, like you're saying, the politics that we miss out on the blessing that's yeah, there that's and the good. provision that God is putting in front of us. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean don't go vote for somebody different in the future. Of course, you know that's that's a separate thing. Of course, but, but right now, say okay, but right now this what is what is the, the Lord put out there yeah. that the Lord's put in front of me, and let me that's make good. sure that I'm careful yeah, to, to steward it um, and do and do well with it. Um, the other thing, and also, if you do receive the stimulus check and don't want it, Jared said he will take it if it's against your conscience. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah if it's against your that. conscience yeah. for big government See, checks going out, is, well, you got, can give it to Jared. You know, the government may do whatever it does and send you whatever it sends you, but I would hate for that to be a detriment to your you're spiritual to growth, your spiritual health. And especially if you're in a position where you're just looking for a way to be generous, you're, I, I don't want to stand in your yeah. way by not receiving that from That's you. Right. So go yeah, ahead right. and just let me know. We have a way for you to can act according your to your conscience. Absolutely. I was going to ask, what are we going to do with the people that don't know what to do with their stimulus? I'm right here. Because they don't believe no, in no. it. Yeah, 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 you don't yeah. believe in it? That's right. Jared, Jared right believes. Jared I'll believe for you. He believes. I talk about that. I'll come alongside and believe for you. I'm Sorry, I got us off track. Okay, so anyway, so you were talking about uh, the the uh, government assistance. What what yep. else would you do? So, um, uh, if you're if you if you own a home okay. or if you're renting, um, there are assistance programs available through your lender, typically um, where you can just raise your hand and say, "Hey, I've lost my income. Can you work with me? Can I delay? Can I get a, a you know a, an allowance? You know, one month off of, of paying my uh, mortgage?" And again, in this stimulus stimulus bill, they've created avenues where lenders basically get reimbursed for mm. for some forgiveness that they. So you have to you know, there's there's paperwork you're gonna have to do. Every lender is gonna be different. But again, it's just that matter of just raise your hand and don't just say, "Well, I can't pay my mortgage, so I hope I don't lose my house." You yeah. know, and, and just call them pro- today. Be proactively call. <laughs> them and yeah. say, hey, here's the situation. I lost my job. You know, three million other people lost their jobs. W- you know, what's the best way for me to proceed? They may say, well, here's this form you need to fill out. They may say, well, well, you know, we, we're just forgiving everybody's mortgage this month, you know, th- who, right. whatever, depending on the, the, the lender. Yeah. Um, but again, that's just an opportunity to say, I, I don't, 
I don't know what to do, but rather than pretending like there's no problem, you know, really be, be, be proactive and, and work, um, really work towards good. asking for help and, and receiving what help there is available. The other thing I would say is just don't, don't make hasty or emotional decisions. Um, but make, you know, pr- proactive steps yeah. toward resolution of, of some of the challenges that you're facing. So the Lord's, you know, faithful to work, um, through and in the little baby steps that we able that we're able to take, yeah. um, and, and rather than you know, oh, I, you know, I have some massive plan and I'm going to go, you know, you know, get a new job and and I've got this you know solution for all these problems. Maybe you can't do any of that right now. For most of us, if we've lost income or lost our job, we're not going to be able to do anything about yeah. it immediately yeah. um, to go out and earn more money or whatever. But we could take the step, get the paperwork in yeah. for unemployment, make mm-hmm. the step, make the phone call to your credit card company and say, Hey, can I get a lower rate? Can I, yeah. you know, what things are, what things are available to me? Um, and just, again, it goes back to that point of humility. Let's not act like this yeah. isn't hard. Let's mm-hmm. not act like I got this all figured out and yeah, I can handle that's it. Good too. Let's just say, I need help. This yeah. is hard. This is terrible. This is unusual. It's certainly unprecedented in my lifetime. You know, right. what, what do I do? And, um, I think that's, I think it'd be easy to not um, to, to not forget to not remember that. The other thing I would say is, you you know, maybe you're off. Maybe you can't work. Maybe you can't get another job right this minute. But maybe there's a class you could take. There's a yeah. lot of free yeah. resources being made available for people to kind of to, to kind of uh, re up in their yeah. you know education. You could go get a certification. Mm-hmm. You could bone up on you know for a certificate certification test that you've been wanting to take but yeah. you haven't had a chance to. You know, now the Lord's giving you the time to do That's that. Great. So yeah. don't sit around and watch Netflix exclusively for the next right, three. Right weeks while you're while you're waiting for your stimulus check to come yeah well, how about how, you know get the, get some um benefit out of uh make you know making yourself more marketable for a future job for a future you know opportunity that might come down the pipe um and again the same thing goes as your mortgage for your other bills don't bury your head in the sand and just stick them on the counter and and you know wait for your check to come call them up and say hey i'm gonna be late on this check yeah I don't, you know i don't have the cash for this. Um, and, and I would say prioritize in your bill paying, prioritize the things that, you know, the, the biggest necessities pay your, if you can't pay everything, buy food, pay your utility bill, Yeah, you know, don't, don't pay your credit card bill and forget to pay your mortgage or, or leave yourself with a situation yeah. where you're going to be out of, out of a shelter right. because, you know, you paid off your car. You, you know, those are the kind of choices you need to make, make the priorities. Food and um, shelter food would be the and top. Food and shelter the yeah. top, to the top things and, and do whatever you can to defer and ask for help and, and all of that. But also don't, um, don't, don't make a panic decision because just because your credit card bill is due tomorrow and pay that bill and then forget, wait a minute, I'm not going to be able to pay my yeah. mortgage. I'm, my check is not coming in next week to, you know, for my pay, um, my uh, in, my income isn't isn't coming back in next week or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah, that's good. Well, there's a lot of panic. You mentioned that, right? Uh, people are sort of in a panic mode. Let's move a little bit from our personal um, sort of exper- experience. If we lost a job, and, and think a little bit more broadly, I want to talk about this as well. The mm-hmm. the headlines, you know, the top headline is obviously the virus. How many people are infected? How many have died? Where's it spread? What's the, what are the latest precautions being taken at a local, right. state, national level? So that's the big headlines right, right now. But the, the second headline, like 1A, one one I wouldn't even say it's number two, 1A is where's the stock market today? Right. I mean, mm-hmm. every day it's here's how many people have, uh, you know, here's how many people have coronavirus. Here is the percentage that it went up or down today. Right. Those, those are the, yeah. the co-headlines. So, um, you know, what do you think about 
viewing the stock market. I mean, 50% of Americans don't own stock is what I heard recently, but 50% do. And probably in a place like Frisco, it might even be a little bit higher than the national average, potentially people owning, having a retirement fund, owning mutual funds or individual stocks or whatever. Um, So what do you think about the stock market? And what are your recommendations when we're hearing all these headlines where it's going up and down? Sure. Well, so the first thing would be just to reiterate what you said earlier. Uh, I'm I'm not a certified right. financial planner. I, I you know I hate to even give recommendations. Right, you're not going to give a stock pick the, to us the, here. Yeah, the, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, How do I take advantage, Tim? <laughs> yes, stocks what are, your are down by Yahoo. <laughs> yeah. What are your top three? Big, yeah, I hope everybody knows that's not the question uh, I'm yeah, asking. Exactly. Oh Mine is a little more general. The inf- yeah, as they say in financial podcasts, the information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Yeah, you know, you know, not but the, the fact that you're listening to those podcasts advice. means that you can say something yeah, that you've go. heard, right? There you go. Yeah, I, I think the main thing that I would say across the board is um, everybody should be invested in things that uh, in, in a mix of investments that fits their like retirement horizon, their investment goal right. time, timeline. And so if you're, um, if you are, you know, properly allocated, then you probably shouldn't be doing anything right, right. now or not a whole lot of anything. Um, you know, if you were planning on retiring next week, I sure hope you didn't have a lot of money in the stock market. Sure, sure. Like you should not have been right. invested in that way. Um, if you're going to retire in, you know, 2055 uh, or 2065 or something yeah, sure. like that, just close your eyes, you know, you got a long time, close your, your <laughs> investment page and just don't do anything because the, you know, the moral of the story is if you didn't sell the stock that you owned three months ago, yeah. sometime in the last three weeks, you haven't lost anything yet. You still own that same percentage of yeah. that company. And you're not going to have less of that company because the stock market is down this yeah. week than you, you know. And so in 10 or 15 or 20 or 35 years, if you look over the course of time, um, it'll be right back where it ought to right. be. It will recover at some point. Now, whether it will recover next week, next month, next year, if it takes three years, I, I you know, there's no yeah. way, nobody, anybody that tries to tell you they know that stuff yeah. is selling something selling that you something. don't want to buy. Yeah, so, right. you know, that that's just the, the, the moral of the story on that front. Um, so I would just say... Stick with the plan that you had before. Don't let the, you know, um, the hills and valleys and extreme volatility that we're experiencing right now to, um, you, you don't let it change your, you know, rational, well thought out plan. Now, if you didn't have a rational, well thought out plan yeah. and you're just, you've just been kind of throwing money at some things and you're listening to stock tips from, you know, your buddy at, at work yeah. or whatever at the lunchroom and things are way down right now and you're panicking, whatever. Um, what I would say is ask specifically, ask someone you trust to help you look at it. And yeah. just before you make any, de- don't make any emotional yeah, yeah. panicky decisions. Don't look at it one day and it's down 10 more percent. I'm just going to get out. You just lost all of it, you know, yeah, at yeah. that point. So, um, j- just again, don't, don't be emotional. Um, you know, historically both euphoria, like it's so good and I'm just going to keep putting money in it at the top euphoria and panic, you know, can, are, are the hallmarks of people losing money in the stock market. Yeah. If you can stay even keeled and stick to your plan and walk, um, walk carefully through that. And that goes for 
really any investment that you make. You might buy real estate and then there's a real estate bubble, yeah. you know, and oh no, I lost all that money. Not if you don't no. sell the house, just keep paying your mortgage yeah, and yeah. you're gonna, it'll come back, yep. you know. Um, so this, I think that's, you know, the, the main thing I would say, um, don't make emotional decisions. If you can't, if you don't have the self-control to be able to look at it daily, uh, and, yeah. and not do anything with it, if you shouldn't be doing anything with it yep. and delete the app from your phone, yeah. <laughs> delete the history from your website. Don't, you know, delete your password, forget yeah, what yeah. it is, give it to somebody else so they can, you know, yeah, yeah. just don't look at it for five years. You know, if, if you can, you know, um, if you can't handle it or, or can't make the, a good decision in the midst of that. Um, and again, if you're not properly allocated and you were planning on retiring next month and you lost all of this, you know, money, I, I think the step is going to be, okay, you can't retire next month. Like, right. Don't sell it and just, you know, panic and, right. and you know, you're just going to have to find a part-time work a job longer, and work a little yeah. longer and yeah. wait for it to come back. Cause it's, st- it's still going to come back. Yeah. Um, that that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. I don't know who answers all the questions about 401ks or whatever, if that's actually the investment company or the H in a big company, the HR person who works with yeah. that, is that who it is? I don't work at a big company. I mean, you're yeah. my HR, yeah. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so I work in a small company. So I do ask you about my, yeah. uh, about that, but, um, yeah, I just, that's not the job I want right now with oh, all the no. panicky people in the office going, my 401 Okay, what's yeah, going to happen? Exactly. And they're going to you and uh, you're having to answer. I think you're having to do what you're doing right now. Yeah, Calm just, everyone down and and do say, hey, it may be a time for you to see what are you invested in. Is right. it is it diverse? Right. Uh, and is it appropriate between right. stocks and bonds and cash? Is, right. it, is it appropriately balanced? This is the time for to ask that. For your season of life. For yeah, your, for your age, uh, retirement your time horizon, horizon. Right, and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's the thing to ask. Because everybody's different. You've, you've got a health situation. You're not going to be able to work past 70. Then that's different than the yeah, person yeah. who's saying, I want to work till I'm 75 and I'm healthy. Sure, and, sure. You know, everybody's got a different, so, you know, anybody that's going to say, this is the plan, you should have this percentage of this and this percentage of that, you know, those are the yeah, types yeah. of things where you get in trouble. Um, right. I think, you know, and, and there, we don't have anybody in the church that like does this officially uh, for people in the church or anything like that. But there are folks on our financial uh, discipleship team that would be glad to just talk you through it and encourage you right. and try. They're to not going to sell you a direction. product. They're not here to sell anything. They don't even sell stuff like that, you know. Um, but they do. They do have experience. They do have, um, y- you know, good advice that they could give on a more specific yeah. kind of basis. So, well, one advantage. I mean, not a, that's the wrong way of saying it. One one way the Lord could use a hard time like this in our right. finances, uh, and now we're talking about retirement, that sort of thing, could be for someone who just does have it, doesn't pay attention, isn't educated about what they do. I don't know. They said something about a 401k. Now is a good time to learn something. You right. don't have to become an expert right. and mm. buy your own. You probably shouldn't do that. Right. Uh, you, should, <laughs> you, you shouldn't do that. But, uh, you know, but to know what, what am I invested in and is it balanced? Am I asking those kind of questions? Is somebody helping me with that? Right. So ultimately, if you're not, don't have a lot of knowledge about it, you just, I, I'm assuming you get a plan and you let it coast and right. you just keep making your regular contributions right. and let it coast. And then uh, you're good because you have something balanced and it's going to all work out in the end. Right. So maybe it's a good time to look at that, though. So that could be a really blessing here uh, is look at what what am I doing? And am I doing if I'm not doing anything, you know, the stock market doesn't bother me. I don't I don't have any kind of retirement plan. Well, okay, now's a good time to talk about that and get some help. So, right. right. Absolutely. And I think that's the same goes for your investments or say you're not a person. Maybe maybe you're living paycheck to paycheck. You've never even thought about a retirement plan. You're just trying to make sure, you know, the same thing goes for the way you think about your, your budget. The, the same Absolutely. thing goes for the way that you think about how you allocate your time and what's, what your priorities are. When the, when the shock to the system comes, it's an opportunity from the Lord to say, 
oh wait, okay, Lord, wh- what are you trying to teach me right now? You know, yeah. wh- what's happening that I can that I can learn from this? Um, and it might be that there's something specific about the way that you've managed your money um, that the Lord would would want you to you know have a light bulb go off on you know above your head and say yeah. oh okay which maybe could make I this a gift this could make this a gift from the Lord and it might be it might be a painful gift sometimes yeah. they are but um, it's it could be long term very beneficial for a lot of folks if we pause and say. Maybe I should look at the way I'm spending my money. Yep. Maybe I should look at the way that I invest my money. Maybe I should look at the way I invest my time, and uh, and and kind of rebalance, reevaluate, re um, retool the way that I the, the way that I'm living. Um, because hey, the days are the days are hard, and, yeah. and anything could happen any yep. day. You know, we're not guaranteed the next week, and, and all those kinds yeah. of things. So, yeah. Hey, Jared, I'm going to call an audible here. Ask you. Yeah. It's not going to be a very good audible if the defense can hear us, right? If we're, I'm going to ask you at the line of scrimmage, do you think, uh, should we keep going? We, we're now going to, I'd like to talk about uh, how to, what he's talking about right here, getting our financial house in order. And there's probably some things to talk about that. Do you yeah. want, is this a two-parter or we just continue on? Yeah. Where are we at? 28 minutes. Yeah. I mean, unless they can we, turn it off if they want. Yeah. I feel like if we go to an hour or a little bit over, it's not a big deal. Like if this we're is going to be go two hour. hours. No, so. we're not going to go over an hour. Let's just keep going. I just know sometimes we've done a two parter at about 30 minutes and that was kind of my guess. I mean, this is really good stuff. Yeah, this is good. I think people will be, I mean, Tim is so uh, dynamic. It is. It's good. Well, you know, people used to, people no. used to listen to these. Uh, the, the, what I've heard from our uh, vast listenership is that some people would listen to these on their commute. So nobody's commute anymore so this could be family entertainment you could draw the family in the family room and just listen to the dulcet talk about uh, they'll look at the podcast like that's longer than my commute to the kitchen (laughs) so (laughs) when it was but when it was a commute then 30 minutes is the break we do a two-parter and then you listen on Monday and then on the way home you listen to the but we're not we're not commuting anymore everybody's got a pause button too so you you hear that listeners we're just helping you work through how to listen to this podcast yep. it's great and we yeah. didn't force you to listen you can we turn did. it off you know the whole time I was thinking am I going to edit this out but the yeah. more the conversation developed I think I'm we should just leave this in listeners okay, let's you're hearing this. behind the scenes you know people are like shooting and showing their homes now so if you like want to see Jimmy Fallon you see his home his That's reality right. his kids yeah. are acting up the whole That's thing right. so this is just our reality his this is laugh how next to his absolutely. daughter so, so we're not editing it. so Jared and Craig <laughs> just so everybody knows out there Jared and Craig neither one of them's wearing makeup right now That's yeah exactly this is Oh, this is real and this raw. Is, this is what right. I normally look like right here. Right Absolutely. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, so we'll just we'll just show our, our reality here. And uh, <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. All right, Craig. Well, why don't you get us back on Okay, uh, let me get us back on track. Yep. Uh, okay, so what you're talking about, Tim, we said it might be a good time when something like this happens to take stock, no pun intended, of our of our investing, of our retirement, you know, half people don't maybe even have anything like that. But we all have a financial house. We all have spending habits. We all have uh, you know, a financial life. So this might be a good time to think about getting our financial house in order. And if someone wanted to think about that, I mean, there's some of us are overwhelmed, aren't we? People have got a lot of debt. They maybe uh, their jobs in question. I mean, this is a very, very stressful time. So if somebody wanted to say, I don't even know where to start, but I think it's opening up a can of worms, but I, I want to start uh, to get my finances 
ordered and under control? What would you say to them? I mean, maybe even where does how do, where does the scripture inform us sure. about that? And this yeah. is the difference uh, between what you might say and, and what just a general financial advisor would say, because it's not our money, right? Sure. right. <laughs> we're, we're ordering his money, right? right. Yeah. So what would you say biblically and then also some hands-on steps sure. of how we apply the scripture? Yeah, so I, I, when I, growing up, I thought um, that, the, you know, the passage where Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yeah. Um, I, I just interpreted that mentally um, as, so, you know, wherever your, whatever your heart is excited about, that's where you're going to put your money, right? Yeah. And, um, it, and I just read that backwards my whole growing up. Um, and, and somewhere along the way, I, I the Lord used somebody to, point out to me that it's the other way around. It's, it's where your treasure is there. Your heart will be meaning yeah. your heart will follow your choices with your money. Your mm. heart will, will rise to the excitement level of the money that you put behind something. So when you make a choice to buy that car, man, that first scratch on the door mm. is going to reveal how much your heart followed that money. Right. And yeah. when you, when you buy that first house and you know, um, the hailstorm comes, yeah. you, you know, the, the, the rise in your heart of fear and anxiety and, you know, anger at the, yeah. why does God bring hail? And, you know, those kinds of things. When the value of your house drops. Right. When the, when, <laughs> yeah. When the market, you know, when, when the, the housing market goes down yeah. and you're saying, Oh, wh- why did the Lord let me buy this, yeah. you know, this money pit? You know, yeah. <laughs> um, you just recognize that your heart actually follows your financial choices so many times and, and it proves that the, the idol of money is mm. is very strong the the monster that that is the um, the following after our money so so that would be that that concept is is reiterated through basically throughout um, many of the parables that Jesus um, that talks about in the in um, when when he's teaching his disciples and you know Jesus talked more about money than he did any other topic and i think mm-hmm. that's often because it's so easy for us to understand how easy money and things possessions etc can can um, how easily they can take over um, our lives and, and become, you know, all encompassing for us. So a few parables that stand out to me is the parable of the talents in Matthew 25. Um, you, you see that what I choose to do with what, what God gives me tells me more about, um, who I believe God is than really anything else. Um, and and so, and just, so just the faithfulness of the, the stewards that, that did something with it. They did it because they believed that they, they had a generous and a, and a, um, and a wise master. The guy that buried his talent in the sand believed that he had a vindictive and hateful mm. master mm. who was going to punish him if he did anything wrong. Yeah, you know, and so that reveals it revealed much more about what they thought about their master than it did about their acumen and their and what they right. did with their money or whatever. So that's one. Um, the pearl, uh, parable of the pearl of great price in Matthew uh, thirteen. Um, you know, the idea of I. I found a treasure in a field and I, and I just went and sold everything else. And I went and bought that because that was so valuable. Just recognizing what things am I not willing to go sell? If I know that the most valuable thing is to follow the Lord and to, and to respond to his priorities for my mm-hmm. life, what things am I holding on to that I, that I couldn't get rid of? And mm-hmm. if it, if it, you know, even if it meant I couldn't, you know, grasp onto the pearl of great price. So that kind of speaks to our priorities. Um, Luke in Luke, the, the, the parable, the rich fool, 
um, talks about the the foolishness of trusting and putting our hope in our riches. This guy's basically just spent his whole life accumulating, and, and one night he basically says, "I've got so much, I need to build bigger barns, and then I'm just yeah. going to party for the rest of my life." And that night, his soul was required of him, right? So th- in that moment, that what Jesus is teaching is, you know, that that he put his trust in his finances, in his money, um, and. Uh, and had spent his life building up the ability to put his trust in his mm-hmm. finances. And God had actually given him a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, this guy's got so much he can't even fit in his barns, right? So he's gotten a lot, and and yet he's never recognized that he was given those things by the Lord. He was, he was putting his hope in, I, you know, now I'm secure, as if he could secure himself with riches. And then Matthew um, 25 speaks about the ten virgins, who were, were basically waiting for the bridegroom to come, and, and they've got some of them, five of them have their mm-hmm. uh, their their supply of oil, and and five of them, you know, kind of didn't prepare well and ran out of oil, and then they're they're left out of the party, um, and just the idea of just being faithful to prepare and being faithful to take steps, and even if it seems maybe overkill and maybe I don't really, what, what are the odds? He's not going to be this late. I, I won't need that, you know, just to say, Hey, let's have a plan. You know? yeah, so those would be, good those too. would be some, pa- some passages that, um, that come to mind. And those would be passages that we unpack more, more fully in our financial discipleship class that we um, have, have at the church. Yeah. Too, so. Hey, could you add to that? Jared, do you have a question? I'm going to ask him and no, Jared, I want you to jump in. But, uh, you know, do you know off the top of your head, uh, it's not a secret. If someone doesn't take the class, they could still get the curriculum, which is obviously the Bible. But what's the name of the trip book? Do you guys, I, I've read the book, but I don't remember the title. Yeah, it's called you, Redeeming Money. And y'all use that? We do. Mm-hmm. That book, when I read this by Paul Tripp, yeah. uh, two P's, T-R-I-P-P, Paul Tripp, uh, Redeeming Money. This is, uh, now I haven't read maybe as much as you have on the subject, but this, it's the best book that I've read mm. uh, that talks about uh, financial stewardship. Yeah, by far. Yeah. By far the best book I've read. Um, you know, there are other books that have, that have, you know, they're great, but it's, it's the best one I've read. So if you're going to buy one book, aside from reading those parables, that's number one. But if you're going to buy one book, it'd be the trip book, Redeeming mm-hmm. Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you read that's it, Jared? Right. Yeah, we have that. Yeah, that's oh, good. Because I was going to give you a copy of it since you already have it. We I don't know. have it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick okay. that up on eBay. <laughs> okay. Very good. Okay. So those are some biblical and then a, and then a, another resource to help. Right. What, what, would, what might be some practical? Uh, yeah. The, the Bible's practical, but you sure, know what I'm saying? Sure. What might be some steps of action? Yeah. So like we, we talked about a little bit last week. Um, on the podcast about kind of the don't waste your quarantine kind yeah. of mentality, right? So mm-hmm. you're stuck at home. You maybe, maybe you lost your job. Maybe you're working less hours. Maybe you're fur- furloughed. Maybe you're, you know, um, maybe you're just simply working remotely and your company isn't doing much. So you just have a lot of time um, on your hands. Maybe your kids are driving you crazy and you need to carve out a couple hours to go yeah. do something different, you know? So there's all kinds of reasons why you might have um, some time. I, I I, I think the first thing I would do practically is, um, again, going back to just communicate. Um, communicate about where you're at, about what you're struggling with, about what your concerns are, questions are, et cetera. Um, I think one of the greatest challenges financially for Christians is that for some reason we have allowed finances to be taboo in mm. our conversation. Um, somehow I can, I can talk to you about my anger problem. I can talk to you mm. about my patience problem. I yeah. can talk to you about my gluttony and ask you for help on my diet. I can ask, you know, yeah. have a buddy that works out with me. I, I might, if somebody's got a porn addiction, they can, that we've got a freedom group. We can talk about that. We, we you know, we, we've, we've got, we've got something for everybody. Right. Yeah. But 
never will I talk about how much money I have or don't have, what yeah. I can or can't afford. Mm. And if I, you know, if I make a bad investment, I, I, it's a shame beyond all shames or whatever. And so I, I think just breaking that down and saying, hey, this is normal stuff. Talking about our budget, talking about, you know, hey, I'm not quite sure how to make this decision. I want, we want to buy a house, but yeah. how much house should we buy? And, you know, I, it's just so uncommon for people to actually yeah. just ask for advice and ask for help. And there are some super wise people in our church there are. that mm-hmm. have walked with the Lord faithfully, who have been careful with their finances, who have been faithful in their work. You know, I mean, just I could rattle off name after name after name of people who would gladly sit down and say, yeah, I mean, I, if it was me, I would probably not buy that house. I'd probably go a little yeah. lower or, or, or maybe this is a better investment or, or maybe that's a better choice or, you know. Um, should I refinance? So, yeah, or, yeah, should I or shouldn't I <laughs> and, and all those things. So I think j- just take the opportunity to say, okay, I'm off work. He's off work. Maybe I'll call Dave Kelly up or maybe I'll call Brad Elledge up or maybe I'll call FJ O'Leary up or maybe I'll call Tim up and he'll point me to somebody else that's really smart. You know, yeah. we're here. We're available and this should be a normal thing that we talk about. As okay, so what to, should they do? Who should they co- contact if they would like? Can they contact you and yeah, you'll uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, give the, uh, talk to them? You can we email have women me. as well. If you you're me, maybe yep. you're a single lady and yep. say, I don't want to meet with a guy. We got women on the, uh, team, as on well. the team as well that could yep. help you, men and women. Yeah, so. email me. I'm, gl- I'm glad to get you in touch with any number of different options. Tim.Payne, uh, P-A-Y-N-E, at gracechurchfrisco.org. Yep. And he can, he can direct you. So this is, this is really good. Okay. Keep, keep going. Yep. So I would, first of all, just communicate. Second of all, if you don't budget or if you haven't looked at your budget since like the first time you put it together, um, which is probably (laughs) 80% of people that do a budget, just do it once and then never look at it again. Um, now's a great time to just say, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to make sure we stick to our budget right now. We're going to, we're going to put together a budget. Um, we're going to walk through that. Um, so there's, there's cheap, free tools. Mint.com is a tool. Uh, I, we've got, um, templates, you know, like Alex, uh, um, Excel spreadsheet templates that we can send you if you just need a little help yeah. putting, putting together a budget. Um, it's it's not it doesn't need to be rocket science. It doesn't need to be super complicated. Um, but but measure what you expect. You measure what you expect to come in. Measure what you expect to go out, and then look and see. Okay, what you know? What have what are we spending on? What aren't we spending on? Um, et cetera. Obviously, I think it's a time to eliminate excess expenses. If you don't, you know, um, y- you maybe you can cut down on your TV or your cable package or something like that. Yeah. Maybe you can eliminate, maybe you can cut the cord altogether and, yeah. you know, get a streaming service, uh, you know, for a, a fraction of the cost. Maybe there's no sports to watch on TV anyway. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's ESPN. A, yeah. For those of you who only have it because of ESPN, this is a time to, uh, yeah. this is kind of cut back. We don't need they're, it. They're just, it's basically ESPN <laughs> classic channel all the time. Just some old game from a long time ago, like spoiler alert. The, the yeah. Yankees lost. Okay, that's really <laughs> so, good. So um, anyway, I think just evaluating. You know, d- does my cell? Do I have more data on my cell phone than I need to? Can we? Can we live with less? Uh, you know, on some of those areas. Um, d- you know, you, you can't go to a gym; they're all closed. So maybe, uh, maybe learn how to work out at home, and, and you don't maybe need don't, one. Don't yeah. go back. You yeah. know, you maybe don't need to go back. Maybe you've got a, co- a Starbucks or or other. You know. Um, beverage on the way to work type of habit, you know, and you're got to do it at home right now. So maybe you get used to that and figure out how to do that and you save some some money. So there's just things that you could build as a habit, um, as part of, um, you're stuck at home. You you can't go out as much as you normally would. Maybe you, uh, maybe you don't normally cook. Maybe you normally grab 
you know, food for the family on the way home from work every day, uh, you know, because it's just easier and sure. it, you could afford it. And right now you're stuck at home, you're having to cook. Maybe, maybe make it a goal to come up with two or three recipes that you could rotate and do once a week that you cook at home and save that 30 or 40 yeah. or 50 bucks that you normally spend in your budget. So well, I think it's Callie a back on for that one. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you about it. But, uh. <laughs> you don't want me cooking, but I will point you to some. <laughs> yeah, these are really cook. good ideas, aren't they? So I think it's just mm. taking steps to say what things are what we historically said were needs that we could say really those were wants that we don't actually need that we can adjust and maybe the lord would allow this to be something where you walk out of this season with some habits that are more frugal more you know yeah. wise stewardship um again none of those things is bad that i rattled off yeah. none of those things is you know um but they might not be the wisest way um and they certainly if you're if you're you know short on income right now, there's certainly some, some things you could eliminate. So, Yeah, that's really good. What else? What else you got? On the, uh, yes. Um, what so about like family? What about, some, yeah. you know, we got a lot of get together time with our families now. Yeah. And so like, well, yeah. Family life is expensive, right? Family life is expensive in Dallas. When I grew up, I grew up in Colorado and you could just go oh, up in the mountains and it was, same you for know, California. just drive and <laughs> it's free, you know, and, and you come to Dallas, it was like, what are we going to do? Well, we could go to the mall. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to cost money. And that's gonna yeah. cost, or we could go bowling. Uh, that's yeah, going to yeah. cost money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, but yeah, we're home. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of online games where you can all log in from wherever you are. Yeah, and fantastic. Play them simultaneously yeah. and those kinds of things. So that's, that, and those are often, a lot of those free, are free. Yeah. Um, so you've got those kind of options, you know, even things, things like a date night, if you're going to go out with your wife, um, it, it, maybe it's normally, that's an expensive thing. You got to sure. babysitter. Dinner, you gotta, you know. yeah. Um, but we just be creative with like, is there an at home date type of option that yeah. you could, that you could, you know, build that habit now and then start doing that in yeah. the future. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe you, you know, put the kids in front of a movie and yeah, you say, yeah. okay, here's the deal. Here's the plan. We're going to go yeah, watch yeah. our own movie. You watch your movie. We're going to have popcorn. You're going to have popcorn. Nobody kill each other. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> You know, that's, and, that's and that could be a cheap, you know, cheap habit that, you know, you could, um, you could make the most of for, for, again, I think for, you don't have to have kids in the house, um, to, to, if you just to, to do the game thing, because you can do it via zoom call or, or, you know, you don't have to just have play a family game with your, with your kids or whatever you can play games or, or yeah, yeah. Uh, do that really kind of thing good with other folks. And, and you're still allowed to be outside. I mean, you know, you maybe some of the yeah. parks are closed yeah. and things like that, Can't but go parks. for a walk. Yeah. You know, go for a bike ride, go for a walk, do, um, do something that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you don't normally have the time to do, you yeah. know, enjoy, um, enjoy the outside today. It was a beautiful day. Um, so I, I think those kinds of, those kinds of things, yeah. uh, you know, again, I'm not the most creative person, so I, I, but I would just probably try to encourage if there's things that you can do that, that would lead toward a habit that you might really enjoy or might really serve you financially to be helping you save money down the road, you know, start those habits now. I mean, you, you do the cheap stuff now because really uh, you can't good. go spend money at certain mm-hmm. places, you know, it's um, really good. We so. could be, you know, we're thinking about spiritual habits. We talked about prayer, mm-hmm. uh, on, on Sunday, we talked about, uh, this is a time to be in prayer and, uh, the Lord could be using this season. We're confined yeah, right. and, uh, we don't often choose solitude. Many of us aren't disciplined in that way, but now we've got forced, uh, forced right. solitude. So let's, maybe this time to grow in prayer. This is a great point. So maybe we have forced limitations on spending in certain ways. And so maybe this is a time to, uh, uh, to develop some new habits. So we come out on the other side of this. I mean, as bad as it's been, if you came out on the other side of this, 
uh, and I don't want to minimize people dying and very serious, but if, if uh, you come out on the other side of this and you're managing a budget and you've never done that before and you're spending differently and you've realized, hey, we can live in some different ways and you walk that out, then you would have, right. God would have really met you and, yeah. uh, and, and changed your life at a time like this. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My, uh, somebody told me the other day, you know, the, the typical, they say like for financial things, like getting on a budget, it usually takes like three months. Is that what it is? To kind of build the habit of, of doing that. So, you know, we're about a month in to, yeah. to upheaval. Uh, hopefully it doesn't last two more months. But if you could, you know, kind of get yourself going down the road, you might be able to really build some habits that would really yeah. that would really impact your life. And again, I, some of the things, like, it, even if it didn't save you money, building the habit of doing something as a family, playing it's interactive games, instead yeah. of just going and, you know, yeah, eating yeah. dinner out, yeah. you know, yeah, with everybody yeah. on their cell phone or whatever, you know, I mean, there's, there, there's some benefit to just the yeah. human interaction that we're kind of being, you know, uh, forced to, to do, do in a different level. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think there's a, there's a balance there. Um, it's not just a financial benefit, but it's also yeah. just a human, human yeah. benefit. So. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I've got another question, Jared. I don't know if you have anything. I got one more. No, yeah, go for it. Okay, here we go. Uh, many of us, uh, as of the vote, will be receiving some kind of a coronavirus <laughs> stimulus check. I don't know if that's the actual term. I don't know what it's called. Is it called the CARES thing? I saw that. Yeah. It's an acronym, CARES bill or something like that. I don't I know what it so. stands I'm for. Sure, yeah. yeah, so we'll all, we'll all have the nomenclature down soon, but I'm just calling <laughs> it the stimulus check. Uh, and um, I read an article. I've actually seen more than one now. Uh, that I've read on what should you do with with your stimulus check, and so I'd love somebody's just sitting around in their PJs at their home writing articles. That's their job right yeah. now, writing articles. Like <laughs> that. So I thought, okay, we've got Tim, our financial advisor here. What, what do you recommend? Obviously, it's everybody's different, but what sure. do you what do you recommend if if you get a twelve hundred dollar check or twenty four hundred dollar check, or if you got kids? I don't know what it goes. How many? How much you're going to get? But uh, people are going to get uh, a check. Some in the church probably really need that. Some probably don't really need that. Um, so what would you say? What should you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think they've capped the rebates at a hundred thousand. So if you have 96 kids or whatever, you know, <laughs> Oh my it, goodness. It, 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 wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think there's, there's a typo in that somewhere, but is that what it really says? Yeah. There, yeah there's some, there's some cap on it. So <laughs> like, uh, how well, it's 500 bucks a kid. So yeah, yeah. the spouse, wow. and then if that'd be, if you had 200 kids, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe they're just, maybe they're, they're concerned about, you know, I, I don't, I, uh, somebody like adopting a bunch of kids. Yeah, all right, quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing I would say is just uh, just pray and ask the Lord for wisdom. Um, I, I think um, uh, wisdom and generosity with, with yeah. you know, just because there's a there's a there's a check coming in the mail um, doesn't mean it, that it, I'm to use it. You know, it's the yeah. Lord's, and so maybe the Lord, um, especially if you're in a circumstance where you know you're job isn't, hasn't been put in jeopardy. You're still making, you know, your normal income. You're not really hurting. Um, maybe there's a way to, um, just allow that to be a blessing that gets passed on to somebody else. So, um, some creative things that you could do if, if that's you would be to, um, to give, to bless somebody in the church who, you know, through our benevolence fund that goes straight to people who are in need. Um, you could give toward that. You could buy gift cards from a local, you know, don't, don't, 
don't go buy Chili's gift cards. Buy from a local, you know, local business yeah. who really is by themselves, un, not going to be able to make it yeah. without some help. That's good. Um, and go buy gift cards from them and give those gift cards to, I don't know, you, you could give them to medical professionals. You could give it to the EMS. Yeah. You could give, yeah, drop them off the good. fire department, let them go spend. And that helps two people, you know, the, the business. The, right. It's, it helps the yeah. people that are serving and it helps the people that are, that are, um, that are hurting because of the, yeah. the economy. Well, that's, that's great, too. You know, one thing I heard that people, you know, have been balking at the, the stimulus is, you know, why are we bailing out all these companies? And, and I think it's just so important to recognize that we're not, we're not bailing out companies who failed to operate well. Yeah. We're, we're helping companies to, to live with the effects of us saying people's health is more important than our than economy. Yeah, right? yeah. And so, you know, the little donut shop by my house, they didn't do anything wrong. No. They, they weren't, yeah. you know, they weren't like frivolous with their yeah. you know business plan or whatever. They were just hustling and doing yeah. their thing. And then the government said, you can't sell donuts yeah. anymore, you yeah, know, basically, yeah. unless you do it at the curb. How do you sell donuts at a curb? I mean, it just doesn't work. So yeah. they just had to shut down. So it's those kinds of things where we say, let's just go help those folks. Be able that's to make great, it. Tim. So it, again, not everybody needs the money that's coming. You, yeah. Maybe you put a little bit of it aside to, to maybe spread that generosity over time, but maybe, you, maybe you take a portion of it and say, yeah. how can I bless somebody who's suffering, who's you know, lost their work or, yeah. um, et cetera. So that, that'd be the first one. I think, um, if, uh, if you're in the situation where maybe you're scraping by, mm-hmm. um, and you've been, and maybe you're, you didn't lose your job, but you're, uh, this is just really making you nervous because the next little thing, mm-hmm. you're never going to have any buffer. You don't have any, you know, it's a great, put that money in an emergency fund, put that money in a savings account that could be used for the next time. So maybe just recognize, Hey, if, if, COVID-19 happened again or something similar like that happened and I did lose my job, uh, what would I do? Well, have a yeah. little backup, have a little yeah. buffer in place and um, be disciplined to set some of it aside um, for that for that purpose. Um, you know, you, you don't know when uh, there is a medical thing. You know, none of us think we're going to get it if yeah. we're all isolating, but yeah. maybe you do get it and then you yeah. have hospital bills or maybe you do get, maybe you don't get that, but you get you know, the regular flu and yeah. it knocks you out of work for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Right, you, right. you aren't able to say, well, I had COVID-19, so I get this, you know, yeah, yeah. all these free benefits. Yeah. You know, you don't, not if you have yeah. the regular flu, you know, yeah. so th- you just don't know. Um, so I think just having, having a, a, an emergency fund um, would be a wise, wise thing to do there. Um, and then if you do really need it, like if this is the situation where you sure. lost your job, you're out of work, you're, you're not sure you're going to be able to make your next um, payment. Like we talked about earlier, um, I would um, I would prioritize the financial obligations that the Lord has given you um, in order of importance. Okay. So from the standpoint of you know make sure you've got food. Yep. You know make sure you've got money set aside so that over the next few months you know you're going to be able to buy food for your family. Um, I wouldn't recommend going to Costco and stocking up on a ton of anything. Because you don't know how long it's going to last and you don't want to buy, you know, six pallets worth of beans, (laughs) right? And then not be able to pay your mortgage, you know? So buy a week's worth at a time. Yeah, that's why There's no... Parse it out over time. Yeah, there's no broken, you know, the the, the supply chain for, you know, uh, rice isn't broken. Um, So you're going to be able to go next week and get some things. So, you know, um, so I I would do that. I would prioritize your food. Um, If you've got medical, like if you have... um, 
you know, prescriptions that you know you're going to have to buy that are, you know, that are significant in your life. Do that. Set aside money for that. Don't leave yourself in a situation where, where kind of, uh, life sustaining things you don't have cash for. Um, so that I would, I would prioritize those things. And then after that, I think housing and utilities would be the next, um, after that. So I'd prioritize those. Um, that's really wise. Give, so uh, give the order again. So I, food, so food and medical, food you know, and medical. Um, and I wouldn't, I would, I would put in a separate category, medical bills, like from past surgeries or things right. like that versus Call prescription. The hospital and see if you can get a deferment on that kind of stuff. But if it's like, Hey, I'm going to have to buy a prescription next week, okay, gotcha. save money for that, have money set aside for that. Um, you know, and then I, again, I, food, but not tons and tons and tons okay. of food. Um, four months worth of toilet paper is not going to help you if you don't have, you know, food next week. Or Certainly there's a hoarder in your community group that can <laughs> lend you some or <laughs> whatever, you can give you some, right? You, there there's you someone who did that. We, we will find you some toilet <laughs> we'll paper if, that's the, if that ends up being your situation. <laughs> we um, have some in the church building. We'll even give you some of that. From the, right. Oh, right. Sorry. They're going to storm got, the doors. We got yeah. a stockpile in the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then, you know, if you haven't been able to defer your mortgage or your utilities or your rent, again, pl- call those folks first and, and try to get that immediately, uh, that deferment. But if you haven't been able to, obviously you want to prioritize um, getting your house, you know, uh, having a house, a roof over your head, being able to um, being able to have somewhere to, to lay your head at night. Yeah. Um, and then uh, once you've been able to stabilize those kind of basic necessity kind of things, I, I would then my, my immediate next thing would be to try to pay down credit card debt because that's going to be the highest interest. It's going to be the, yeah. it's going to be the biggest black hole to continue to suck your ability to get out of debt or out of, you know, a financial um, straits or whatever. So um, once you've kind of got the basic necessities, you know, again, slash your cable bill, get rid of anything that you don't have to have, anything that's not a necessity. Um, and then if you've got credit card debt, um, get whatever remaining after that, that you can go spend, you put towards that to, to avoid the penalties and the, you know, yeah. the, the exponential, you know, effect of, of interest. Um, that's the, that's the thing to, to do next, I think. Yeah, that is really good. It's really good. I wanted to uh, just say, first of all, excellent suggestions and stuff. But going back to just now talking about if you happen to be receiving the stimulus check and you happen to not be in really any financial need of it. And you mentioned some really good ideas of how we can bless local businesses, how yeah. we can bless others in the community, uh, medical workers, people that mm-hmm. are under extreme stress right now. That's right. huge. Um, and we had FJ on the podcast yeah. and he mentioned just here at the church, we have a benevolence fund. Uh, and currently we don't have, I don't, I don't know that we have a huge number of needs coming in right now, but right. I'm sure we're all anticipating that there's going to be a lot of, uh, financial challenges coming in, just people in need. And so, uh, that might be another way that you could use that check is just right. giving to the to the Grace Church Benevolence Fund, um, you know, because that's what it's there for. It's for uh, times like this when people are in need and people yeah. don't know where to turn and we can help uh, and come alongside them. So um, just wanted to kind yeah. of tag that on there. Yeah, Absolutely. that's good, Jared. Well, I think that's the questions we had. Tim, this was really good. And I'm, I'm wondering if there'd be someone in the church that listened to this and go, oh, wow, he said a lot of things I hadn't thought about. Or, you know, I where could I 
get more of that. So right now we're we don't we're not doing a financial class. We're not doing one online, are we? There's not a group. It's, it's finishing. It finishes this Sunday. Okay, yes, this Sunday. So when would be? I mean, we don't know when we're back together, but yeah. uh, roughly speaking, would it be summer, fall? If we were back in the summer meeting live, when could people come and get the kind of stuff you're talking about? Because there's a whole curriculum. Uh, that we go through, mm-hmm. uh, that Dave leads that, Dave mm-hmm. Kelly leads that ministry. There's a whole thing to go through, which some of the stuff you talked about would be in there and uh, more uh, more uh, biblical teaching. It's a teaching class would be there as well. So w- when can people access? Do we know when next? Yeah, so for sure, um, it's it's kind of one of those deals where it's just as as needed. We set okay. that class. So we've done last summer. We did one last fall. We did one. We've done one this spring. Okay, so um, it's been pretty constant. So it's been pretty consistent. So I, I you know we don't have an immediate plan. Okay, uh, because of just obviously not knowing exactly where we're going to be at and whether we're going to be able to do things in the summer. But what I would say is, if you're interested in something like that, just email me. Okay, and we we would very quickly be able to fill a class and and launch a class if we had you know if we have the the critical mass. Oh of yeah, folks we, we could launch a, a, we could a digital. A, a virtual class right now. We could do it on That's Zoom. Um, you can make it happen, people. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, it, and in in the interim, in between now and whenever the next class launches, um, we we could certainly we got again we've got this whole team of people, ladies, guys, younger folks, older folks, um, who are all you know here and available and want to whatever level of granular you want to go with your finances. Um, glad to help. Glad to pray with you. Glad to give you advice. Get, glad to you know point you to scripture, um, and uh, and and try to help you f- recognize that you're not alone. You're not the only one that's dealing with these kinds it's of things. It's very common. Um, it's extremely common, and it's extremely embarrassing for people to talk about. And we mm. want to try to get it. You know, the, the the language we use on the team is uh, we want to get it into the bloodstream of our church, where it's just normal yeah. to talk about what's going on with my finances, how how I can be faithful before the Lord, what I can, how I can steward um, the the things that God's given to me. Um, so, that just please email me, um, and I can get you in touch with somebody. So. Very excuse, cool. excuse me. Well, what's going on? This there, is where my headphone cable has gotten tied up under the chair. <laughs> and it's jerking my head down. I was actually getting like a I neck cramp. I was like, I'm looking are over you there. Okay? He's saying this stuff and I'm contorted halfway uh, into the table. I was wondering, what is this next question going to be? Well, I don't have another question, but since we've gone like really long, I have an anecdote. Oh, I would I, love It's a one. private anecdote, but I think it's, I think it says something to what Tim just said. If you've been around the church world or anything and you're a guy and you show up in an all guys group and someone says, well, what are you battling? And a guy in the room says lust. Nobody's shocked. Nobody's like, everybody's like, okay, uh, that's a common challenge. And what Tim's saying here is that this managing your money is a common challenge. And And you look around an area like Frisco and you think, well, everybody must have it together. It's not a problem here. That this is an area that's impoverished, and that an impoverished area. That's where you would need the financial help. But a city like Frisco, everybody's got their financial act together, right? Absolutely not. I was in a meeting a number of years ago. I can't even remember how long this was. Uh, five years ago, maybe four years ago, and the previous mayor, not not uh, Mayor Cheney, but uh, the previous mayor, Mayor Masso, uh, had was having a meeting with pastors in the city. And someone asked him in that meeting, how could the church, as you look at the needs of the city of Frisco, what could the church do 
to uh, contribute to the needs of the community. Yeah, so I thought maybe the first thing he would say, I didn't know what he would say, but I thought he would say maybe, you know, uh, tutoring, uh, you know, after school programs, helping out with people that need uh, help in the schools or maybe, uh, you know, volunteering. I, I, I had no idea what he would say. Maybe the churches could come volunteer at city events or I, I don't know what he said. He said, this would be the number one need if the churches could teach the people in their churches to manage their finances and use their finances wisely. That's the greatest need. He said, there's Mm. all these houses here, beautiful new neighborhoods with people that are, they lose their job and they're going to get foreclosed. They're so leveraged up to their eyeballs. So what I'm trying, I'm not shaming anybody here. I'm saying that is the norm. He said, that is the norm of our city. Mm. And so to help people, and then he said specifically helping the next generation so that their kids, when they grow up, uh, manage perhaps their finances uh, in a different way. And so he, so he, he was seeing from whatever data, whatever metrics or whatever knowledge he had, I don't know, but he was hearing that that was a real common need. And so what you see driving around uh, with really nice cars and really ho- nice houses, it's an illusion. Those are often leased cars, not paid off cars. Mm-hmm. And those are houses where people have taken historically as much as the banks would lend them, yeah. uh, you know, and then leveraged all a lot of the nice stuff we all have in our homes is all leveraged uh, up on a credit credit card debt. And so uh, many people in our city are uh, paycheck away or right. living paycheck to paycheck. Most are. So why am I saying that? I'm saying that because this is a real need and we want to be a blessing. And our church is blessed with people. We had FJ on, we had Tim on here, blessed with people that really can practically help. There's, there's, you know, a number of people that can really practically help. And you heard yeah. Tim's attitude. It's compassion. It's not, well, why don't you have an emergency savings fund? It's like, why are we talking? Don't you know who Dave Ramsey is? Why are we, <laughs> you can, what, what, what do you, what's going on? But no, we all have our needs. Just like you wouldn't say to someone con, confessing an area of struggle that you go, oh yeah, well, we, we all can relate to that. So anyway, I just wanted to say this is a need and there is help. We announce classes, we announce help, but there is real tangible help. And maybe you've never asked for it before, but now you're going, I need it. Hear what Tim's saying. You say, I need it. So, hey, the pains did well, two for two. Yeah. Callie was great. Tim was great. Maybe we'll have an Annie next time. I don't know what she's got for the, for the, for the fifth grade, (laughs) for for the fifth, if we do a fifth grader podcast, if we do a fifth grader podcast, we'll have her on, but uh, (laughs) the pains were good. Two for two, man. Thanks, Uh, Tim. This was so good. And thanks for, it's not in your job description uh, to, you know, um, minister to people in the area of finances, but it's a burden that you have and it's a gift. It's a concern and a gift and a way of thinking and uh, the fruit of the spirit of self-discipline and various other things in your life that I so respect and appreciate you. And I've come to Tim and asked him about my finances, about retirement, about housing, about um refinance, which I recently did and, and walked through the numbers with him on that, which what should I do? So you've been a resource uh, you know, to me and I would go to him in a minute or any of these people. I know the other people too. I would go to any of them. Yeah. It's confidential. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's confidentiality, there's respect and love and help. And let's, let's use this season to help one another. Wow, that's great. Absolutely. Well, thanks Tim. Thank yeah. you for your time. For and, uh, yeah. And, and just the preparation you put into this is really, wow, yeah. uh, really great. So your answers, everything you brought to the table today was really, really excellent. So Thank you for that. And um, yeah, looking forward to the next time, man. Yeah. Be good. 
Uh, Craig, thank you as always sure. for being here and being you and being so special. Well, thank you for doing this. You're our, you're our podcast guy and uh, you're, you're videoing church services these days and doubling the number of podcasts and shooting little videos yeah, that we're sending out. Mind. So you've got a lot going on. I don't doing, mind. Doing Facebook and Instagram. So thanks for all you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Well, thanks guys. And uh, thank you to you, our listeners. Again, if you have any, uh, any need, um, we encourage you guys to, uh, well, Tim, you said if anyone's, if anyone's wondering how they can get kind of financial advising, you know, non-official, non-certified, uh, but just some wisdom, uh, they can email you. Is that yep, correct? Absolutely. Awesome. That's tim.payne at gracechurchfrisco.org. And we look forward to seeing you again next time here on the Conversations Podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye.